we discuss the pull of the past every week. I'm your host, Allison Treat. I'm an author of historical fiction and a freelance editor. Welcome to my show. Hello, readers and friends. You are listening to episode six of season two. Um, Today, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I am not going to interview anyone. I guess you could look at it as though I'm interviewing myself. A while ago, when I was first starting this podcast in the fall, a friend of mine recommended that I do some solo episodes too, and just talk about writing and reading and myself. Um, I wasn't crazy about that idea at first because I really, I do love the interview format and I love talking to a different author every week. But I have been doing this for a while now, um, just about six months, I guess. And I'm half a year in, and I feel like a lot of things about myself and my own writing come up during the interview. And maybe you guys are wondering about some of those things. So I thought I would just answer some of the questions I typically ask my authors. Um, One of the things that I find interesting is when I started this show, I recorded a kind of a trailer episode and I was like unwilling to say too much about myself in that trailer episode, which is fine, but I think I'm just becoming more comfortable with you guys hearing me and just knowing that this is out there in the world and whoever wants to can listen to it. But at the time, I think I had, I said in my trailer episode, I have one book published and a few more in the works. So I want to kind of unpack that a little bit for you, no pun intended, um, and tell you about my one book that I have published, first of all. And this is, it's kind of, I always ask my authors about their, my authors. I'm very possessive, aren't I? I always ask my guests, the authors I have on the show, about their, kind of their path to publication or their writing career, their journey, how they've come to the place of um, being where they are, whether they have a bunch of books published and um, awards and their bestsellers, or or if it's their debut novel, I just want to know, how did you get there? How did you get a contract? Did you need an agent? Are you, you know, how did this whole thing come about for you? Um, and I've, I mean, I've asked the question whether people who are not trying to be writers. So I know I probably have a lot of listeners who are aspiring writers or writers, already writers um, or published authors. And I also may have a lot of listeners who are not writing and they just love reading historical fiction. Um, I want you both around. I want you both to gain something from this podcast. And, um, And that brings me just this is so total rabbit trail, but I am actually, I'm going to start a Facebook group for my listeners because I want to hear back from you. I feel like maybe Instagram isn't the best platform for that. And so I think a Facebook group might work better. We'll try it. And um, stay tuned for information about that at the end of this episode. But let me tell you a little bit about myself and my own path to publication. My debut novel was released in 2013 with Aventura Press. Aventura Press is a tiny little press. I mean, they have been nothing but wonderful to me. 
However, it's a tiny press. Um, so if you are in the publishing world at all, you know that there are certain advantages to having a larger press. There are advantages to having a small press. Um, there definitely are. You get a lot more. I mean, it was basically like self-publishing in terms of control. Like my publisher would do whatever I wanted basically with the book. And she, the woman who runs the the press still will when I talk to her about, um, you know, can we add this to the back matter, the end of the book or or something, or if I read the book or look through it again and I, I notice some mistakes, I can ask her to correct them and for the next printing, she will. However, there are advantages to being with a larger press and it's hard to get into libraries and it's hard to get into more places with a small press. So I discovered that through this whole process. Um, you know, originally, this is a kind of long circuitous route to telling my story. But originally, when I was young, I always wanted to be an author. I always wanted to publish. I started writing this book, my first book, One Traveler, when I was quite young. And it took me a long time because I didn't have a deadline. And because, you know, I got married and had children and just took my time with it. And I originally wanted to get an agent and go big, like, get the big New York agent and the New York publishing house and um, become a bestseller. Well, that didn't happen the first time. I I ended up meeting the woman who owns the, the small press, Aventura Press. And I loved her and she loved my book. And um, basically within, I don't know, maybe... Oh, maybe in, within like six months we had a contract and um, I, I finished the book and then the next year it came out in 2013. Um, and I just thought, oh, this is great. You know, I don't have to have an agent and I can kind of have more control over what happens with my book. Um, and that so that part of it was great. And, and it was really fun to have my book out in the world and have book signings and all of that awesome stuff and and get messages from readers, which I still get today, messages from readers who really love the book. Oh, what is this book of which I speak? Well, let me tell you about it. In the spring of 1860, 17-year-old Sidney Judson loses his parents in a carriage accident. Although he thought of himself as a grown man before their deaths, now he cannot bear to stay at the home he shared with them. He leaves Roswell, Georgia, to journey north to his father's hometown in Pennsylvania, where he stays with his aunt and uncle, soon discovering that they are members of the Underground Railroad. While Sidney is facing the past his father tried to forget, and coming to terms with his own role in his parents' deaths, his entire belief system is challenged by the community around him. His attraction to the winsome Rachel further complicates his situation as her inner person far outshines that of his sweetheart in Georgia. The closer he grows to his northern family, the more he wishes he'd never promised to return to the South. So that is One Traveler. It's really a great book. You should buy it and read it if you haven't already. So in the meantime, after this book came out, that very same year, I gave birth to my third child and I decided to homeschool. Um, so it was 
tough to promote a book. And I got, I mean, I kept writing or trying to write, but I didn't really start writing the next book until three years later, I guess. Um, I, I kind of try, I had a few false starts and then I really buckled down and started writing a book in 2016. And then I finished it in 2017. And I started pitching it to agents. While I was writing that book, I came to the decision that I was going to try to find an agent and get a bigger publisher next time. So that's what I'm in the process of doing now. However, not with not with my second book with my third book, because last year, I finished writing another book. So I have two books completed that are not published, and I'm working on getting an agent now. So I just thought it would be interesting for you guys to understand that and to understand maybe that <laughs> that really affects my responses to some of the authors. And and when they share their stories, sometimes it's so moving to me when they share their stories, especially how God has worked in their lives and in their how they see God's hand in when things came about, um, because it feels sometimes like I've been doing this for a long time and I haven't arrived yet. And I don't think we ever fully arrive, but I, it would be nice to be in the place where you have an agent and a publishing contract and, and you're seeing books come out every year or so. Um, but that's not where I am right now. And that's about as vulnerable as I'm willing to be in public for the whole world to hear for the many, many people who listen to this podcast. So now you guys know my publishing journey thus far and kind of what stage I'm at. (laughs) I feel like I've been stuck in this stage for a long time. And I think that's just how it goes. And I'm sure that God has a plan for the future. I'm definitely more at peace with being in this kind of in-between place than I was a couple of years ago. So I think that's good. I am working on a shorter project right now, which I hope to be able to tell you about soon. Um, but it's actually related to One Traveler. So stay tuned for that. And I kind of, I want to answer this question that I always ask my guests. I say it every episode. I say, I always ask my guests this question. How do you think learning about history through story helps us approach life in the present? I, it's hard to share my answer to this question without getting political because I like, I don't want, I don't claim to like endorse the political beliefs of people who come on my podcast, whether I, I don't check that out ahead of time. And and sometimes we agree and sometimes we don't, and that's okay. Um, I do believe very strongly that we cannot dismiss the past, that our, (laughs) the world we're living in today, like if we, truly understand history and we don't try to erase it and revise it and make it into something more palatable that we will learn from it and we can avoid the mistakes 
of our forebears. Um, I realize that can be interpreted a lot of different ways, but I think it's just, it's so important to look back in history because we, we think that we're so smart and so enlightened and that we just have all the answers, especially I just find like most of us have lived in a very privileged society. We've had a lot of freedom. We've had a lot of um, prosperity in the U.S. in my lifetime. And we haven't had to live through really difficult times. Like this last year, 2020, this whole pandemic was very difficult for us. And it's, I imagine it's partly because we just, we're used to a certain life expectancy. We're used to modern medicine being able to cure a whole host of ills. Not all of them, obviously. Um, But we haven't lived through the Great Depression. We haven't lived through a world war. So our lives, I know everybody has struggles and, and things that they go through. So I'm not saying like, oh, all of you have had a wonderful life. I don't know that. And I, but I think that overall, our society in the US has been very blessed and privileged. And we need to look back at our history to learn how to navigate these times. I think it was Sarah Sundin who talked about that a few weeks ago when she talked about um, just knowing that God was there with people in like during World War II, during these hard times. Um, We can know that he's with us now and that he brought people through things in the past and he will bring us through them again. And you know what? I think it's interesting, you know, speaking of history and God, I'm, I mentioned a few weeks ago um, that I am reading the Bible this year. I mean, I read the Bible all the time, but I have never felt so immersed in it as I am. I'm reading through it chronologically this year. And I, I feel like I'm seeing things. I mean, I think every time we open the word of God, we see something different or something that maybe he reveals something different to us. Um, But I'm, I just think it's interesting, the history of God's people of the Israelites. And if you are a believer, if you believe in Jesus, I challenge you to really read the word. I mean, maybe you already do. I'm just, it's good to know our history as God's children. And it's, it helps you understand God. Because I think a lot of our ideas about who God is come from our culture and what we're told. And maybe it's not always accurate. And I realize that some of you are not Christians. I have a lot of Christian authors on the show, um, Christians who are published within the Christian publishing world. And then I also have um, some general market authors who are not Christians or people of a different faith. I don't want to alienate you at all. I'm really glad you're here and listening to the show. Wow, that was a really long answer to the question and probably longer than most of my guests give. So I don't want to give you a really long episode because it's, to me, it's weird for just me to be talking. Um, I don't know if that's weird for you. I'd like to hear about that in the Facebook group. 
So I actually paused the recording of this show and went and created a Facebook group. So now there is one and you can go on Facebook and search for Historical Fiction Unpacked Podcast Group and join it. I think I no, I, I know I have to approve. If you ask to join, I have to approve. But if you listen to the show, please, and you're on Facebook, please go join the group because I would love to get to know the listeners. It's so, this is so different from my former experience with writing where you just tend to hear from readers a lot. And with listeners, I feel like it's it's almost like you're just talking to the microphone by yourself and Yes, people are listening, but you don't know who they are unless they say something. So please go to the group and join it. I would love to get to know you better. And as always, please subscribe to this podcast and rate and review it. I just heard that Apple Podcast is changing their language about this. So it's now called following a podcast instead of subscribing. So if you're on Apple Podcasts and maybe the subscribe button has changed to follow. Just follow me as long as you're downloading and getting my podcast in your library. Um, That would be awesome. But if you rate and review it, then more people can find this podcast. And I just, I know that there are more fans of historical fiction out there who would love to hear it. Also check out the show notes at alisontreat.com slash blog. I will have links there to my book. So thank you guys for listening to me ramble about myself today. I want to leave you with a quote, which I am pretty sure I've used this one before, but unless you're binge listening to all of these, I can't imagine that you would remember. Robert Heinlein said, a generation which ignores history has no past and no future. So keep reading historical fiction, guys, and I will talk to you again next week.